When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. So I have COVID. Oh gosh! Again, <laughs> and this time uh, I I I bit the bullet, and that's going to be an apt metaphor when I talk about what I want to talk about. And I took the Paxlovid, mm-hmm. and I want to play a little game show with you both, oh, if no. that's okay. all right. And the game show is going to be. What's the weirdest side effect from a medication you've ever had? Ryder Strong, Danielle Fischel, come on down. Uh, Weirdest side effect? So on the Paxlovid, a side effect that everybody has talked about, which I have now, I'm in day three of, is it's just constantly like I'm sucking on a giant battery. Wait, what? It's what? Just, I thought you were going to say a giant lemon. And I was no, like, oh, no, it's like sour in your mouth. No, okay, I wish. <laughs> that would have been lovely. I would never get off. Right? <laughs> it's this metallic-y, oh. acid-y, not, which again, I've been reading about. Apparently, everyone has it on this stuff. And it's right. just, it's never ending. Mm-mm. It's mm-hmm. all, and it's very odd. And I'm just curious, can either of you remember anything you've taken that's given you any bizarre side effects? No, I mean, I feel like we have to, Tell the story of when I was on Vicodin. drugs. Vicodin. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I Ryder, ever did Vicodin. It's, the fun, it's, it's one it's, of my favorite memories from Boy Meets World altogether. It's just ever. you leaning up against the locker <laughs> in, the, in the school hallway, having absolutely no idea what was going on. Yeah. And I was I like, had, 
I had had a really bad ingrown toenail because I have, I have wide feet and I used to cram them into boots and shoes that I shouldn't have been cramming my feet into. And I let this ingrown toenail get incredibly infected mm-hmm. and it was awful and painful, but I just ignored it because you, I, the show must go on. And on tape night, or actually it was probably a Wednesday no, we definitely had an audience because we, we was, was in front of no, there was an audience. So I went and got this toe dealt with, you know, went to you some- You had surgery, basically. I had surgery. Yeah. Like they cut, you know, they actually cut your toe open and da, 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 And they gave me pain medication, which I had never taken anything. I had never taken Vicodin or whatever. And yeah, I remember being in the classroom, sitting there and just completely missing my cue and, and going, I just remember in front of the audience going, Oh wait, that's me. And the audience just lost it. And we were, and you guys were like, what is wrong with you? I was just so dopey. And I wonder if we're going to be able to tell what episode it was. Cause I have no recollection, but you remember me by the lockers too. Yeah. Danielle? Right. Or oh. you and I were standing next to each other. You were leaning against the lockers <laughs> and it was one of those times where like you were supposed to say something and you didn't say anything. And I was mm-hmm. like, and you were like, Oh, that's me. And then yep. in between you looked at me and you were like, I'm so out of it. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And you were like, the mic of it. Oh my God. I was like, oh man, I had never seen you like that because you were basically straight edge. Yeah. <laughs> you totally. didn't take anything. Yeah, no, no so I didn't was, drink or anything. Didn't I was drink, didn't do really any drugs. Funny. And so you were just like, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting. <laughs> All because Danielle? of the toe. Um, I can't. Anytime I think of medication stories, I think of the during the pilot of Girl Meets World, I got very sick. It was a no surprise. I got very sick. And I did not know that um, Mucinex was a one pill per 24 hours. If you take the D, yeah. Yeah. And that's the one I was taking. And I I talk about a terrible assumption. I assumed it was like Advil or something, or maybe I don't even know if Advil is this way, but I assumed it was one every four hours. And I was very, very sick. And we had to be shooting and it was, you know, one of those days. And so I woke up and I took one and it made me feel better. I was like, wow, oh my, this is actually working. I feel great. And then four hours later, I was like, I'm going to take another one. And I took another one and I did that throughout the course of the day. And when I tell you, oh, it's like a speed thing. I was racing. So yeah. you, needed, you needed Michael Jacobs to tell you to slow down. Slow your down. It was like going back to being 12 years old and being told to And then someone was like, what are you, like what are you taking? And I was like, Musinex. I'm, you know, Musinex. They were like, oh yeah, one every, you know, 24 hours. I was like, you're like chewing your fifth one while yeah. they say that you're like, mm, what do you mean it's like and i was Dexter so thirsty yeah. i was so thirsty <laughs> i was like i <laughs> got <laughs> my my lips were sticking to my teeth i don't anyway. know it's here and it's just super thirsty Jeez. <laughs> well welcome to pod meets world i'm danielle fischel <laughs> i'm Ryder strong and i'm will Fordell. so listen We have had a lot of truly incredible guests uh, during our season one, and we have had so many incredible guests. And I often say we are so excited about our guest today. Well, half the time, that's a lie. Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. It's really never a lie. But this time, I'm going to have to come up with a better word than exciting, because this is like way more than exciting. We have been bubbling about this and and talking about this guest. And uh, I am just absolutely thrilled to have him. He's arguably the most successful actor that wasn't the voice of Kit from Knight Rider to ever come out of Boy Meets World history. And from his standout role in Step Brothers to the cult classic Party Down to my personal favorite, Ben Wyatt on Parks and Rec, he is obviously an extremely prolific comedic and now a 
dramatic actor who was just nominated for his first Emmy, celebrating his work on the brilliant show Severance. Uh, but today we are only interested in his role as Griffin Griff Hawkins on three episodes of Boy Meets World. So please help me welcome to the show Adam Scott. Yeah. Hi, wow. you guys. Hello. Hi, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, forever. Do you guys even remember me? Yeah. Being around? Of yes. course. Of course we do. Okay. Of course. Yeah. But you were you were definitely one of the older guys though. Cuz you're you're oh, like, yeah. you know, I mean, you were like 5 years older than Will maybe well, or whatever. But the difference when you're 17 and 23 or whatever was huge. The gulf was huge. Well, so yeah, but I mean, we definitely remember you for sure. Yeah, That's but he started thing. I mean, we were even younger because he started in season two. Okay, we were in so, season yeah. two. So I so was we were 14 years yeah. old. Yeah. You were, right, or you were 14. I was and 14, Adam, yeah. I think I you was... may have been 18. I, well, that's the thing that, that, that's so, that I've been thinking about the past few days is like, back then, like, now our age difference is nothing. somewhat negligible. Yeah, like, yeah. like, whatever, we're all grown-ups, middle-aged all grown-ups. But yes. yeah. back then... I was an adult and you guys were like little kids. <laughs> well, you you were, you know, a, a, a young older adult. teenager or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's like you were like younger than my kids now walking <laughs> right. around. Um, yeah. and, and I was, I think I was 20, was it 1994? Four. Four. Four and 95, yeah. 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 I was 21 and 22 around oh there. Gosh. Um, you were an adult. You were an adult. I was a grown-up. Yeah, yeah, so it's so, it's so <laughs> I could vote. You could drink. Very big yes, difference. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> and I could do not, none of those nothing, things. Yeah, nothing. We were still going to studio school. Yeah, yeah We right. were like, uh, nice to meet you. We got to go get our three hours in. Right. I know. Because that is the thing is that my memories of you are all like seeing you in passing or at the rap party. Like I have, I have a memory right. of, of like everybody dancing together. And I have a great picture of us like in a conga line or something from a holiday Amazing. party. And, and that's of it. Course. Like that's, that's the only time course. I really got to hang out with you. I remember the one rap party I went to was at like a Western bar way out in West yes. LA. Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. We're not doing the conga. We're doing a Western dance. That's, that's yeah, right. It's yeah. like we're square dancing. <laughs> it was called, oh my God. I just remember the name of it. It was called Denim and Diamonds. Yes. yes. That was it. the place that's... we went to. It was oh, called guys. Denim and Diamonds. Wow. And I can't remember yeah. going up to say hi to Michael Jacobs. And him firing you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the moment he decided I wouldn't be coming back. Because I came up to say hi to him, and he was wearing, like, West, like it was a Western bar, and everyone was just in regular, regular LA clothes. clothes. But he had like cowboy boots and like iron jeans. Oh yeah! Like he looked like he was Amazing. ready to to line dance. That's the, ironed, the ironed jeans were part of the regular uniform. Oh, oh yeah, right. That's, okay, oh, it yeah. was just the cowboy boots. That was the. Uh, <laughs> oh, he just scared the out of me. Oh, welcome to the club. All wow. of the time. Yep. That's that's pretty par for the course. Well, I mean, I have so many questions going to the go let's start at the beginning cuz I, sure. I was just going to jump right into those kinds of stories. But I I I want to jump into you actually started on Boy Meets World as a totally different character. You were Yeah. A guy named Senior. Senior. Yeah. And you asked Corey <laughs> to hold your guitar. That's right. And so did you audition for that part? Did you have a connection to Michael Jacobs? How did you end up as senior? No, I, that's like one of, I think that might be my, re, truly my first job, certainly my first job on 
TV, I think. Wow. No, um, I think you had done two other things, but maybe oh, your first TV job. Let Danielle tell you what you've done with your life. Okay. <laughs> no, you Let's, had done, you had done Dead at Twenty One and ER. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, Dead at Twenty. Yes. Dead at Twenty One was an MTV pilot. That was my first job. But, but that was my first job ever, which must have been like six months before I got senior on on Boy Meets World. Uh, and senior was that in season two? As yeah, well, that was like two. the beginning of, and then Griff was the end of season two. Correct, that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. So, so senior, yes, I auditioned for it because I was doing like background work and stuff, and then got started getting like speaking roles and stuff, and and, and so this was I definitely auditioned for it, and then came back and auditioned again later for for Griff. Oh, you did? It wasn't oh, like really? you were just okay. upgraded. You had to actually. Oh, wow. that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you made the jump from background actor to actor. Yeah. To yeah. Emmy nominated actor. I mean, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. It only took 30 years. Right. <laughs> now, so were you, you weren't technically a child actor or were you a child actor? No, I started uh, when I was 20 because uh, okay. I, I went to acting school and it was like a two year program. So I graduated when I was 20 and then moved to Hollywood and just started like, you know, trying to, you know, trying yeah. to make it you know i didn't know anyone so you i was doing background work and like i had a manager that i paid a fee to every month but she got me auditions so so that's where i started getting like jobs like like boy meets world is she that's how you know they're reputable by the way adam when when they charge that's how you know you're in the right place you know they're worth it when they ask you for 40 dollars a month (laughs) which is what it was it was 40 dollars a month wow that's such a kind of a bargain yeah (laughs) oh that's so funny (laughs) okay so you got the role of senior i i also want to know do you remember seeing the band so that was in the episode band on the run right and I, we have not gotten to that part yet where we watched that episode. We've just started our rewatch of season two, but I have seen images. It is the monkeys. I remember Mickey Dolenz was walking around. (laughs) Yes, Yes, but also the band. It's like where Alan shows, like he used to have a band and then the guys all come back and they play and there are four guitarists wow. four people and like each one of them band. has a Every guitar band, you have to have four guitars <laughs> yep yep like not even like leonard skinner had four <laughs> no, guitars no, no. they had two and it was and they thought it was too many so yeah easton has the image look oh, at this there it is. oh yeah wow what? there That's- we go <laughs> That's a very so that's, specific sound. So the guy on the, the right. The wall of sound. I forget his name, but the guy on the right was the lead guitarist for Cheap, Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick, yes. Wow. And then oh, yeah, Mickey Dolenz. And uh-huh. then Alan. And this was somebody, to, the guy on the left was somebody too. Yeah. He's, and I can't remember who. I'll figure it out. I had it. I, I did have he it. It looks I like Ed it, O'Neill in this he blurry does. screen. <laughs> he, does. he does. But it was one of those things where it was like they came in and told us who it was, and everybody under the age of 35 was like, huh? And everyone yeah. over the age of 35 was like, wow, really? Right. You got that guy? Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, I still don't know who 
who that is. But the cheap trick guy was very, um, not to ruin it before we get to the the rewatch, but very inappropriate in front of the audience. That's what I remember. Really? Most about him saying things that were just, it was like, oh, they're nine in the audience. You probably shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Yeah. And you're not playing Budokan right now. This is like a studio audience. Exactly. (laughs) At 7.30 at night on a Thursday. That's right. Um, So yeah. Oh, that's so funny that this was your first episode. Adam, was this your first time doing a multi-camera show? Like in front of a live yeah, audience totally yeah. and not only that but it was my first time being on a real set where that's like built on a stage and right. so i remember and when i came back uh later it was the same thing where i just couldn't believe how like perfect everything was and the <laughs> air was this perfect like crisp cool temperature all the time and there was mm-hmm. food everywhere everyone was so nice yeah um, so and, and so i just you know had no idea how I'm how I was supposed to behave or talk. You know, it was a completely alien uh, environment. I was just so nervous and freaked out the entire time. But at the same time, thought, "Wow, this is really uh, like high living. Like the, this is <laughs> right. all just feels composed and perfect." Yeah, um, yeah. It was. It was. A, I remember a lot of it really vividly because it was such a brand new. Uh, brand new environment. Wow. I have to know what did you play on ER? Oh, I played the same characters I played. I played senior on, on ER. <laughs> no, uh, was- <laughs> the guitar, you know, hurt him. He had to go to the ER. It was an electric shock. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so I just played a guy who got into a car accident and mm. got like wheeled around. Um, <laughs> I, I do remember it was a one or uh, it's, it was like a long, like being wheeled um, all the way down a hallway by Noah Wiley and 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 uh, Ming Na uh, Ming Na Wen, uh, but they were wheeling me down the hallway, and there was a camera on me, and it was like a three minute one of those shots, and I remember mm-hmm. at one one point we did the whole shot, and I had forgotten to 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 put the oxygen thing thing back in my nose and and they got super pissed at me that's like my main memory you burned so much film that day (laughs) yeah that's right it was on you (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so that's yeah you went from pissing off the set of er to pissing off michael jacobs apparently (laughs) there you go there you go oh man god i can't even imagine i can't even because those eight seven eight nine years that we're talking about an age difference uh when you're when you're 13, 14, 12, 13, 14, it must be so, so much to carry um, all of that pressure, but also all of these grownups around all the time, kind of telling you what you should do, how things are supposed to be, and and kind of defining this world for you. And um, as you go along, you might kind of start to see things differently. It just must be really confusing. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one of those weird situations where now as adults, we realize that like, oh, no one has any idea what they're doing ever. No one ever knows what they're doing. <laughs> right. We're all just faking it. We're all but back pretending. Then, it we're seemed all like going... everybody else knew what they were exactly. doing. And right. we just were trying to like keep up. Yeah. yeah. No. And yes. people 
we've realized everyone thinks we knew everything that was going on and (laughs) that we were being filled in on what was happening. And we knew nothing. No one was telling (laughs) us a single thing. And so it was a constantly changing environment where we thought, well, thank goodness these adults are in control and know what's going on. And we just have to go with the flow. And you also, as a kid, especially a 13, 14 year old kid, want so desperately to be taken as an adult. I'm one of you. I'm a peer. Please treat me like an adult. And you are in a work environment. So people do kind of treat you like adults and, and that feels good. And you pretend to act like an adult. And then when you are an adult and you look back on it, you go, what the hell were they doing? Why were they treating us like adults? We weren't adults. Totally. It's very strange. Oh, that's so bizarre. Yeah, I was I mean, not only really trapped in the middle. That's that. That's why yeah. one of the things that was interesting. I remember when you came back as Griff. So yeah. when you came back later, and um, uh, Harley, the Harley Kiner character was gone. They brought Griff back, yeah. and then they put you with Ethan and Blake. Yeah, Ethan and Blake to me, they were the cool kids in high school. Yeah. And kind of never let me forget that they were the cool kids in high school. <laughs> oh, interesting. So they instantly put you in the camp of he's already, I don't even know him and he's already too cool for me to hang out with. Yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. So yeah. it was when you came, you were instantly part of the gang that kind of let me know that I wasn't invited to the party. So oh I my look, God. I look back at it like, um, yeah, he was he was too cool for me to even walk up to and be like, hey, welcome to the show. So it was more like, oh, oh and then you played such a cool character <laughs> right? that it was. It was more just like, I'm going to go over there and play ping pong and you guys kind of do. But yeah, Blake and Ethan, they were super nice, but they kind of just were like, they actually you. were really cool, right? Like they were hip, like even yeah. like in yeah. real life, we're yeah. like. Yeah. LA hipsters in a lot of ways. Like Blake was already a musician and like, yeah. I, I was, and, yeah, like yeah. I remember, yeah, they were like, I'm uh, friends with DiCaprio. And like, yeah, I just I, remember feeling very like, Oh, they're like the cool LA people that like, we're going to grow into, which never happened. But uh, I was definitely intimidated by them <laughs> in the exact same way. Yeah. That yeah. is so I, funny. Cause I, I know that when I kind of came in later uh, as, as Griff, they were the first ones to sort of walk up and talk to me and they they were like fellow guest stars. So mm-hmm. I felt more comfortable like talking to them because okay. it was like lower stakes. And I do right. remember 100% being way too nervous to go up to you guys and talk to you. It's <laughs> hysterical. It's and so I funny. know, I know that Will and, and, and I mean, uh, Ethan and, and Blake felt the same. I know that they were also like, more kind of nervous and, and watching themselves around you guys. I know oh, that I, I just, you well, know, because just, we were the regulars, we were the right. show. I mean, yeah. that's the thing, but from our perspective, it was like completely inverted. Oh, yeah. Cause so, it is so you're, just, you're kids looking at more adults. So yeah. it's just, they're the cool people. Right. Right, and, right. But the adults are looking at the kids like you're the stars of the show. And the one yep. thing this pot doing this podcast has shown me is it's just like if we had all just had conversations I with know. each other no. <laughs> back in the day, I know it would have been so much better. If we but I also I also remember, Adam, I remember you coming in and just being super funny and super confident. Like confident. Oh it was part God. of it was That's part of your insane. character, obviously, to be this sort of like cool guy, like ladies, man, whatever. But you actually had that air about yourself, too. 
like that like the fact that you were nervous is just mind-blowing to me because yeah. like what I remember because it was it was a bizarre situation because you were sort of replacing Harley uh Danny right. McNulty had left the show and we're we're gonna have him on the show and, and we're gonna talk about what what he was going through and and why he left the show but it was actually somewhat traumatic for us as as kids like he uh-huh. he, he had a he had a bad table read that did not go well and we replaced him midweek um it's a crazy and then Oh, wow. And then, oh, so they replaced story. him midweek with another uh, actor playing like Harley. Harley. No, did no, they name him Harley, he, or I, they I just rename him? Brought him in. I don't think. Okay, they yeah, it was one of those weird sitcom things guy. where they just, oh, we oh. have to keep, we have to do the script as it's written, so we'll just get a new actor in here. And it was a very uncomfortable week. And then a couple weeks later, I guess they had already written scripts with Harley and decided to rewrite them by creating a new character, which was Griffin. And Whoa. you came in, and you were just, and so it was did all, you it was all a very bizarre. That, I I didn't know any of that oh, I wow. knew that there was a a character before me named Harley who was um so because they they mention him mm-hmm. in, right. in my episode where it's like we're gonna be your lackeys just like we were for Harley right that's the extent of what I knew I just figured right. like this yeah. person didn't want to do the show I I, I yeah. had no clue yeah. I had no right. idea of, yeah. of any of this it's a mm. crazy story that Dan that we can't tell it's Danny's story and I know he's gonna tell it when Got he it. gets here but um because then you did an episode with Danny. Yes, that's right. Where we like face three. off. Yes, I, that's, that's what I remember. That's where the conf. That's where I saw the confidence. Because again, Danny was in my head forty two years old, um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and was the cool, amazing guy. And then you instantly walk onto the set, and the scene was getting into his face, and he's like, that's "Gonna right. kick your ass." And you, you'd already thought ten steps ahead. You're like, "All right, I got. I can't believe these lines are coming back to me." Your you lines. Really are remember back them? To oh my god, I do. Because you say you're like, "All right, well, I know you thought it all the way through. Then you're gonna beat me up. You're gonna end up in jail." And, by, and then you see his mind start to work. And I remember watching the scene going like, oh, he's so confident. Like you just walked on and you owned it all. Yeah. And we're God. still, fum- we're like 80 episodes in now and still fumbling our face. Yeah. Our yeah. However long <laughs> no. it was by this point. I mean, I think that, you- that one was season three, right? Yeah, that was, that like was yeah. season first- three. That was the one episode, episode you did in season three, and then we never That's saw Griff right. again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so I, I want to ask you about that. Did you? What was the situation with why you disappeared and then never came back? What did they tell you? I don't. I don't know. I don't think they ever told me anything. And I just, I as like a, 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 a an kind of self hating actor, like right. <laughs> I just figured. Oh, they finally figured out that I can't do this can't and do I'm this. terrible. And <laughs> they've seen through. Yeah, just never right. asked any questions. Yeah. Like I don't blame them. Like this is yeah. the, the way it should be. And I kind of felt like that episode was Harley and Griff facing off, and him sort of uh, dominating, and me sort of fading into the background. Right? Because didn't he continue on and do do more? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. We're gonna oh, find okay. out. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, you, you don't watch. you don't have to say self hating. You can just say actor. The other, part, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. the other part is completely, <laughs> right. is completely in there, which never goes away. By the way, That's no, still. it doesn't oh, matter. So, no matter so how many e- Emmy nominations you rack up, even if even if one of us gets to half of your status at some point, it that never goes away. It doesn't. No Just yesterday, I, we were, were were shooting, and and I was uh, the same exact feeling was there. I was like, what 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 am I doing? Why am I why am I here? Oh, you know, man. it never. It's awful. Oh, God, that's so funny. Well, the one thing Danielle did not mention at the top, which I'm not going to gush about, but I thought was one of your more underrated performances because I loved the film all the way around was Secret Life of Walter Mitty. 
Mm. Oh, thanks. Um, I, uh, thanks the whole thing was just that I loved that film. I loved you and that film. Yeah, I can. I'm sorry. Thank I can gush all day. I'm trying to be cool. Like I was when I was 18 and I first met you. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I love that movie too. I, I, I uh, obviously Ben Stiller directed that and he right. directs a lot of severance as well. And, and watching him uh, direct Walter Mitty and also star in it and just like, how he built that world and everything was just sort of a, one of those life-changing just sort of shifted my idea of um of of making stuff and what's yeah. possible and what yeah. you can I mean it's beautiful do. it was really beautiful it that is, movie. isn't it yeah. it's uh, incredible absolutely. is that what led to severance is that it was the connection with stiller from midi what brought you into severance or yeah, yeah. It, i had just met him once at um at a premiere uh I forget what movie it was. It was like one of the like Apatow world premieres. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish I could remember which one it was, but I just met him and he came up and talked to me. I couldn't believe I was talking to Ben Stiller and he was, he liked uh, Step Brothers, And so he was like mm -hmm. talking about yeah. that. And then like a year or two later, he just asked me to, to be in, uh, in Walter Mitty. And, and so that's sort of where, where, yeah, where that, connection started and so right. i'm sorry just to go back very quickly you had to audition twice for boy meets world <laughs> that's right <laughs> but were asked to be that's right okay that's right. Just, just making sure i have the chronology correct uh as we move forward that's right. perfect that makes perfect sense okay <laughs>
it is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and torture everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. So I, I have to talk to you about this one particular episode that you were in, in yeah. season two. You are in an episode called Thrilla and Phila, where you set up a wrestling match between Corey and Joey. Yeah. And that involves cameos from Vader, Robert Goulet, and Yasmin so well. Bleeth. Not according was, to her. Yeah, who she... was playing herself. <laughs> and you made out with her. Yeah. Th this was one of the things where, one of the situations where I was like, wait, what? What do I do? How I think we all were that episode. That episode that was, was so insane. That was nuts. And Ryder, didn't you like get in the ring and yes. wrestle like this yes. big dude? Oh no, yeah, I, I, fought, I, I fought Vader. That's what you I did. fought okay. Vader. I oh fought Vader, God. yeah, where he's lifting me up by the neck and That's throwing right. me off the thing. And oh my God. Oh God. But the joy of that to me is apparently 
I'm glad you remember Yasmin Bleeth was there too, because oh, other yeah. than the fact of actually taping it and it being on television, yeah, she apparently denies being on the show. <laughs> what? Yeah. What we've heard really? is that she's really? like, I was never on Boy Meets World. And you want to say to her, like, the cameras were there. <laughs> There's footage. <laughs> I have the receipts. <laughs> on yeah, exactly. YouTube. Exactly. It's right there. You can, you can Google it. Yeah, but um, they're, they're all in the same scene. All those crazy guest stars are in the same scene. And so what I remember about that day was that we shot it all in like an hour and a half. Like it was Robert Goyer yes. is here from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Yasmin's <laughs> here. And it was just like, and I remember sitting around craft service and it was just a circus, like literally a circus. Yes. It was like, you're just waiting for the elephants and the lions to like <laughs> go right. by. And then we're all just like, get in the ring, do the scene. And you can feel that energy when you watch it. Because, Will, we watched it for um, the DVD commentary. It's one of the few episodes I remember watching. We? So we watched it with Michael Jacobs on the DVD ah. commentary. We cut it out from the DVD because we watched that episode and did commentary <laughs> for it. And at the end of it, Michael was like, can we get a, we need a better episode. We're not going to do that commentary because while we were watching it, we were all like, what, uh, what is happening? <laughs> and like, wow. that, we could see Michael just unraveling. He's like, we need a different episode. Oh, so God. it's wow. not Michael on the DVD commentary. His own episode. He fired, <laughs> he fired his own commentary. Fired his own what, commentary. what do you remember about that day and like working with Yasmin and what was that situation? Because I'm assuming she was just there for that one day. So there was really like no rehearsal. No, no, she was there no. for I don't remember. I'm sure she was not. I, I just don't. Re we must have had like a stand in come in when we were <laughs> right. rehearsing, rehearsing it, right? As, yeah. yeah. But, but I just re I remember her being there for like 15 minutes or something. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like she was in and out. Had, have um, you ever need had you ever needed to kiss anybody on camera? Was that your first on camera kiss? 100 percent <gasps> oh you heard it here first that's a pretty <laughs> yes me believe i've never actually thought of that before my first on-screen kiss was with uh yasmin leith it, yeah. it was it was a huge deal and you know what this was an early lesson in show business for me because i think since it was so early on i always figured if you're doing something crazy like that with all of these big famous people and you're in the middle of a a ring like announcing something and in, in, on a, on TV. I remember that sh that episode airing and me being like, "I'm on TV with with Yasmin Bleeth and Robert." Gould. It was this this huge thing at the time. This was such a huge deal, but still, I'm in a studio apartment and and I can't <laughs> get my agent to like not eating top for ramen six and yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> Well, you still owed your manager forty dollars for that money. Exactly. That's right. I had to scrape together forty dollars <laughs> to pay my manager. Um, it, it, you know, Will. Before I forget, I do. I, I remember. Just so you know, I was how like nervous we were to, to talk to you guys. I remember distinctly talking to you about Spider Man um, uh, once. Do you remember this? I, I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, no. I talked no, to so many nerd. I have so many nerd conversations. I'm surprised we didn't bond. <laughs> but like in like ni 1994, I just or five. I can't believe I remember a conversation about Spider-Man with you because I think at the time it was rumored that James Cameron was going to make a Spider-Man right. movie or something. Yep. And and uh, and and so I remember it really dis distinctly. I think I'm assuming because it was a big moment to to get to like have an actual conversation with. <laughs> with one of the stars of the show. So anyway, just so you know how freaked out we What did we, we talk about? Were. Do you remember what we talked about? I think we were talking about 
how you were perfect to play Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, of course Will would have been like, I'm That's Peter Parker. That's for sure Why? what the conversation uh, was. Yeah, I'm yeah, waiting yeah. for James Cameron to call. It's I don't right. doubt that. I don't <laughs> doubt that. It wasn't like a, like you're feeling like it should happen for you. You were just like, oh my God, can you imagine how amazing that would be? And and I feel like I'm perfect for Peter Parker, you know, yes! all that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, I was letting my nerd flag fly. Absolutely. Oh my God. Probably yeah. telling anyone that would listen. Mm-hmm. That, totally. uh, that's and you were perfect for it. God, in that fun. same vein, I have heard, I've, I've, I've read, you have told the story before, but I would like for you to, I would like to hear you tell it here because yeah. it's, it, when I read it the first time, I was like, what? Can you please tell us the story about the message board you stumbled on yes. after you yes. had, after you were off of Boy Meets World? I don't know about yes. this. Yeah, this was, this. I think this was, yeah, it must've been after I was on Boy Meets World. Um, First of all, I have to talk about two different uh, awkward interactions that I had on 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 the set of Boy Meets World. Please do, please do. (laughs) This all kind of goes to show just how little I knew about how you're supposed to behave and basic human interaction. I felt there were the laws of gravity were completely flipped when you're in this uh, perfect air conditioned world. I just had no idea how to behave. So I remember, you know, uh, Blake and Ethan had kind of taken me under their wing early on and, and uh, we kind of, they were, like you said, they were like the cool guys. And so I remember one day I got to work and I told Blake and Ethan, super dirty joke. I don't remember what it was. And I didn't really know many people yet. And they were like, oh my God, that's hilarious. They were laughing. They're like, you know who would love this joke is uh, Tony Quinn. (laughs) He would think this is hilarious. You have to tell him right now. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, they set you up. Oh, they set you up. Yeah. And so I went over to Tony, who's the sweetest guy. And, but I didn't know him. And I told him this very dirty I don't joke. even remember what it was. I just remember it was like Tony, very, cr- very Christian, conservative. very conservative. Christian. Yes, that's right. Very clean cut guy. Yes, unbeknownst oh to me. <laughs> and, uh, and I just remember hitting like the punch line. <laughs> and, and I remember we were standing the 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 bleachers for the audience were behind him, the empty bleachers because we were like in the middle of a day. And I remember him just being stone faced, looking at me after the joke, and just being mm-hmm. like, "Well, sounds like those people need a lot of help." <laughs> like whatever the joke was, or right, was right, about. right, right. And then he walked away, and I was like, "Huh?" And Blake and Ethan were like, "Just nice died. That was great. That was perfect." Oh my god! They, that is a classic Ethan it's and Blake story. Like that that, that describes up. their dynamic to a T. That is one hundred percent. I do. I just see you standing in front of Tony, hitting the joke, going like, "And they call themselves the aristocrats." Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like just uh, don't be amazing. Oh, that's kind of a great prank when you think that's about it. It's harsh yeah. but pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was one. The other one is something that has been bothering me for 20, was it 26 years now? 20, mm-hmm. 20 29. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? 
But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
Okay, this is, I, and I don't think I've ever told anyone about this except <laughs> recently, since I've known I'm coming on the show, I told uh, my friend Zach about it and I told my family about it. Like, I, I get to finally ask writer about this thing. I don't know no. if you remember this writer. Probably not. Okay. It was the end. I am was, on the edge of my I just want popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Literally, this has been tugging at me for 29 years, according to Danielle. Um, no, no. It was the season finale of season two, as it turns out. One of my episodes was the finale. So we're kind of off to the side. I don't remember what there was a scene going on, which was the last scene that would, that would be shot for the, for the season. We were off to the side watching. I was with Blake and Ethan writer. You were there with a different group of people, but we're all sort of standing around. Everyone's kind of gathering around knowing that the last scene was about to, was about to uh, finish. And the scene ends again. I'm just like, okay, I have no sense of accomplishment here. I'm not really a part of this, but I can tell something's about to happen. The scene ends. Everyone just erupts and starts cheering. End of the season. Uh, Blake and Ethan high five and hug. They come up to me, high five, just cheering. And again, I'm like, okay, sure. Let, let's. Uh, this is great. Sure. Um, and then Blake and Ethan go up to you, Ryder, and they give you high five and hug you. And and then after they do that, I'm like, hey, congratulations, buddy. And I give you a high five and I and I go in and hug you. And as I do that, you push me off and you give me this look like, wait a second, who the f are you? And then you run away. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? Do you do you not do you no, not remember? Okay. Not at I'm all. I'm so glad you don't <laughs> remember that because to some extent that means it wasn't a traumatic experience. No, <laughs> that okay. was, oh my okay. god! <laughs> but bad I remember touch, just being like, touch, "Oh no, 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 no! I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What just happened? What did? No, no, no! Um, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, no, um, and that okay, actually good. doesn't sound like me at all because I, know, I was right? I'm generally a, a hugger. He's, he's such <laughs> a hugger. <laughs> but he was target. a little kid, and I was this stranger, grown up, g getting. I, I. Again, had no idea what I was supposed to. It sounded, oh, it seemed like we were supposed to all be joyous right. and hug each other. And right. I, I had, oh God, it was <laughs> horrifying. No, and, no recollection. And I, like I said, that totally doesn't sound like me at all. No, so there must I'm have so been sorry. something, something going on. There, honestly, because Ryder is such a hugger and not a total stranger. It was the end of season two. We yeah. obviously worked with you for at least four episodes, and you include sort C of, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm right. so. That's such a again. Oh my god. Twenty nine years. Uh, Have you been holding relief. that in for twenty nine years? That yes. Adam? And and I remember being surprised when I got the call to come be in uh, season, season three. three a few months later because 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 of that. Um, oh my god. It's so it's so funny. And so I'm that so, ties I'm into so what happy. you read on the message board. Okay. So then I read uh, uh, some message board because this was like early days of internet obviously it was like yeah. 1995 right yeah so i there were some message words i i do not remember aol probably and i remember going on there and just being so thirsty for any recognition or anyone even uh uh knowing that i that i was uh on on television and i think i read somewhere they said someone said well i heard uh that topanga uh doesn't like griff 
Is that what the story was? I think what you heard was remember. that I told someone that no one likes you. Oh, oh okay. okay. That's that, <laughs> someone, someone wrote on a message board, well, I know someone Danielle like goes to school with. I know That's someone right. who knows That's Danielle, and she That's says that nobody likes him. That's what which, it was. That's what it was. I can guarantee you <laughs> is not true because there's there's two ways. For one thing, that just wasn't true. Nobody didn't wow. like you. That was no. just not that was not the situation. No. The second reason is because I didn't talk about Boy Meets World at school. Boy Meets World. I mean, if somebody asked me a question, I would. But like, it wasn't super cool to be gone from school all the time. And I was at a new school. I would have been in like seventh right. grade at that time. Right, right, and so right. I wasn't at school being like, well, we've got this new guy, Adam Scott. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody really likes him. So I'm not sure what his future looks like as we move into season two of Boy Meets World. Like, I'm not yeah. having those conversations as a 13, 14 year old in uh, junior high. That's not happening. Well, well, yeah. I, I also have to say that reading that, that I was just like, but also at the same time, I was, uh, there was a little bit of a thrill to it because I was being talked about on the internet in reference to the show that uh, I was on. Oh so, my God. I was oh, telling my, everyone my we didn't like you. That's <laughs> yeah, right. But that that's was right. just me. That, I, would, I didn't write it anywhere. That would have been rude, that's but I was right. telling everyone I could. I, right. I still am just picturing Ryder shoving you off I know. Of I wonder what was going on. Like, I don't know. It, it could also have been kind of built up and over-dramatized over these last, you know, 29 years. years. Yeah, who knows? What, but I I can see it. I remember it so oh, vividly. It's just so crazy. It's a great um, story, though. Oh, God. That's so funny. That's How long so funny. has it been since you've seen one of your Boy Meets World episodes? Would you like to watch one right now? <laughs> yeah. I, roll the tape. You know, I... I've seen clips and stuff on like on Twitter sometimes. The, the, um, the, I think I've seen some. I think my daughter found like a compilation. Awesome. She's 14 now. Like when she was like 12, she was like, what's this? And, <laughs> and played it and then started watching the show and getting into the show and got into Girl Meets World as well. Oh. Interesting. Um, uh, so in the past few years, I've seen like clips and stuff, but to sit down and watch an entire episode, uh, it's been a long time. You got to do some really great scenes where you played like, for lack of a better word, a total jerk to like Mr. Feeney. Do you remember yeah. like, what are your experiences working with Bill Daniels? What do you remember about him? Incredible. I, I, he's the graduate reds. The guy mm -hmm. has been in so many incredible movies. He's such a great actor. And he was so kind to me because I was, like I said, I was really nervous. And there was like that scene where I'm in his office and I like uh, flirt with his, with his uh, his assistant who comes in and and uh, I think that might be the first Griff episode okay. where that was because I think it was one of my first scenes generally and I was really nervous and 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 as we were doing it um, we would do a take and all the producers and writers would like flock in around right. me and start <laughs> giving me notes changing lines all this stuff and so I immediately just as I do today if that happens it's like oh what am I doing wrong uh right. okay and but then i couldn't really handle it and, and so i started trying to um play these notes that they were giving me and it was like all over the place and i just remember after a few times of that having kept they kept kind of coming in and tweaking what i was doing uh bill just leaned into me uh, and just whispered he's like don't listen to any of them just do your <laughs> 
something. <laughs> like something yes. like that. Like he yes. used yes. A, a curse word, which was yes. super cool. So yes. cool. Oh, so cool. God. And he was just like, forget what, forget it all. Forget what they're telling you. Oh, that's so great. He and was, and, he and, and it was so yeah, nice. Yeah. He would just give you those little nuggets of, of wisdom he, I, every I, once in a while. Oh, yeah. I, I'd assume he did that for you guys, too. He did. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I, I have a question for you because you're, you were so nice back then. By all accounts, you're so nice now. I know. Why do you think you're always cast as kind of the dick? I wanted to why are you so good at it. You're so good. I, but, at I mean, it's like in every movie you kind of play this guy, which you know, we I don't know you well, but seems to be just essentially the I mean, direct you are universally of- beloved. But yeah. everyone says you're the nicest guy ever. So why like why do you think you're constantly cast as kind of the jerk all the time? Uh that's that's funny. I think that um I think it started uh, um, w- with stepbrothers and uh, th- that was just a total fluke. Um, I didn't think I had any chance of getting the part. So I just sort of went in and, and went for it. I think that like douchebags and are really funny, uh, like overconfident, <laughs> dumb yeah. Yeah. are really, really funny. <laughs> and I love watching them like in real life. I love right. seeing someone who's who thinks they're amazing and they're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I think it's really fun. Um, so I don't know, I guess, you know, like I love, I remember as a kid loving William Atherton in mm-hmm. uh, Ghostbusters. Yep. Like, wow, he's great. Like who's that guy? Uh, so I don't know. I, I always just, Hey EPA, the, how's it going? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. keep, <laughs> keep quoting all that stuff. Oh, My so whole good. life is quotes, so I, I always do the uh, I, I lather it up with keels in the shower. By the way, um, <laughs> by the way, Will, are those VHS tapes behind you, or are those books? No, those are books. Okay, <laughs> those are books. That's the fan. That's the that one half of the nerd fantasy collection on that side. Yeah, there. I wish that's they were amazing. VHS though. That'd be better. Um, I have VHS up all in Boy the Meets other, World episodes, yeah, <laughs> seasons of Boy Meets World. As as cool. Ryder and Danielle know, I keep everything. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I've got all that stuff. What, no, what was it that on, on one episode you guys said that they would give you VHSs at the end of the season? Oh, give us. Oh, we had to pay for them. We to buy had them. to pay for them. Our families would shell out hundreds of dollars for yes, VHS copies like of three, our own TV show. They were over $300, <laughs> and, and we got six, or maybe it was even seven, VHS tapes that held four episodes per tape. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, yeah. and we paid for them. And, yeah, uh, yeah we... Again, the same company that that when the show ended called me two weeks later to ask where a black pair of socks was. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so crazy. So, yeah, that's what we got. (laughs) Jesus. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. 
That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You touched on it a little bit, talking about writers descending on you, probably during a tape night to change things. And, you know, do you remember the notes sessions? Do you remember? Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I hadn't remembered that till hearing you guys talk about it. And then I was like, oh, my God, of course, like after a scene, correct me if I'm wrong. This is what I remember after like a scene or after a run through of an episode, I guess it would be, Mm -hmm. we would all go and find a seat. Yes. And Michael and the writers would give notes publicly in front of everyone scene by scene. 
Line by line. <laughs> line, by line. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. We would sit yeah. in the living room set. That. We'd sit in the living room set. So we'd all find yes. our places on the couch or like little side steps or wherever we could squat and sit. That's and then right. he would sit in a chair facing us solo with the writers behind him. That's, like, yes. like it was like creating an audience behind him. And yep, then he would right. sit alone in a, in a director's chair in the center and go page by page and giving us notes yeah. and shred us yeah. and oh, just God. tell us what we were doing wrong. Yep. Yeah. That's every so every week, twice a week. Is that not normal, Adam? Have you not had that on other projects? It seems like they didn't do that on ER. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you see that here and there, but you, you come to realize, like I'm sure you guys have, particularly with kids, that's not how you're going to like you know get the best out of them right, right. i'm sure it was <laughs> terrifying like it. for you guys oh it was it was horrifying it but, was uh, oh, i there was a sense like when when writer just described it and i had a visceral memory of the feeling of all of us being huddled together on the couch and wherever you could and there really yeah. being a sense of we're all in this together like yeah yeah, yeah. Where but for guest you... cast that would be not the feeling often like yes. i remember watching guest cast fall apart because yeah. In, invariably, we, you know, there would be a run through where we'd all get a pass because it went well for us, but because somebody came in and, you know, did their best, but it didn't land yeah. where Michael wanted it. That yeah. person, you know, I remember having to have conversations post notes with guest cast all the time, like having like, to be like, it's okay. This is totally yeah. normal. Mm -hmm. It's not, don't yeah. take it personally da, 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 because they would just be like, what did I do? What, you know, yeah. how did I, yeah. you know, it was, so I can imagine from your position, Adam, like it's even more intimidating than it was for us, you know, like, y yeah. Yeah. And you're sitting, you're not sitting on the couch on the, on the living room set. You're like yeah. on the outskirts, like yes. on yeah. the floor. You're like on a yeah. pillow, right? Yeah. On the ground. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, there was, there was a sense of we're all in this together, much like the passengers of the Titanic. Right. <laughs> um, so it was, I mean, we did, we had that, those were, and I think you're right. We got used to them and then you get jaded. You know, you're now yeah. at 20 or 21 by the time I was, the show was ending. Yeah. It was like, I'm old hat at this. And then you start well, to forget that there's guest cast there. That are going through this horribleness, you know? I, I think it's terrible. more than than it's old hat. It's Stockholm Syndrome. We actually start to be like, well, this, this, looking forward to it. Like looking yeah. forward to note session where we wouldn't get notes and being right. like, it's an accomplishment. Yeah. I made validation. it through this week. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, the high exactly. of not yes. getting a note. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. became, or, that or became the addiction. It's like, you know, oh yeah. you did something great. Like, yeah, I was going to wow. ask, did he throw Praise. compliments? Oh, in yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, occasionally he would praise it would and when he did it was like oh my god can you believe what i just heard yeah. that's the coolest oh, thing in the world yeah, yeah it was a little it was a little much very intense I, I do remember for the first time experiencing that multi-cam rhythm that you have to get and how yeah. and it, it not knowing the language of it at all and not knowing how to hit those things but that's where I sort of started to learn that the music of how to get a laugh in mm -hmm. in a multicam. It's a real skill and a real like talent of its own where you say a line a certain way and the audience just doesn't react. And then you just hit a particular word and boom, they're there. Yeah. That was terrifying to me too. And yeah. kind of uh, put me off from uh multi, not that I would had any, uh, opportunity to to be in multicams even if i wanted to but it made me frightened of them for for years was yeah. the the kind of high wire act of trying to and mm -hmm. knowing that 
they're all watching and they'll take your line away if you don't hit it right and stuff. That's something that you guys lived for years and years, but I I kind of felt a little bit being there. Yeah. 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 I loved that. We all just shuddered. <laughs> I loved that. That was my that was my favorite yeah. part was reading the audience, like reading the audience because yeah. you know it's it, the the way you just said it is is so true. I always equate, especially sitcom, to music, yep. and when you hit that perfect beat and that tuning fork rings, it That's is right. it is like the dopamine rush in it, your brain. It really is. It really is. Uh, I I know it more from theater than from 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 multicams because. I I think the only multicam I've ever done is Boy Meets World. Wow! Is it really? You've never you never did even an episode of anything else. I I did an episode of a show called The Closer, the Tom Selleck show, but the scene was was cut out, and it was just like one scene. Mm-hmm. So Boy Meets World was was it. Um, but but you're right that when you have the audience um with you, it really is a a a, a rush, kind of like. Nothing yeah. Else. Well, we've talked about on this show, like, you know, when the audience does their like oohs and ahs yeah, yeah. And, and the laughs, it's almost like you're in a conversation with them, right? It's like they're a yeah. scene partner. And that's so much part of multicam is this like you're riding this wave and then enticing them and then going, yeah. you know, it's like this, it's like a call and response almost. It's this, this yeah. weird and it definitely is. It's a musicality. It's almost like a, a, a jazz performance or something. It's a very bizarre, it's a very bizarre form, you know. And I it, think it, I think that's why it's kind of aged poorly, is that, you know, kids don't grow up with it anymore so they don't necessarily their brain doesn't automatically go into it the way that like i think we've you know at the 70s and 80s children like it was so natural to us it made sense now it feels kind of archaic right i think that there's like an an oddity to the form which is odd it's a weird form it it is weird it's it's all kind of rooted in uh in uh vaudeville and all of that Mm -hmm. you know that's where it that's you know and like you watch like i remember uh growing up and my grandma would watch lawrence welk do you guys yeah of course yeah (laughs) and kind of growing up with that and looking back on those variety shows those were all from just a, a time before television kind of leaking into television and, and multicams are part of that. I really miss seeing great multicams. Me too. I think they're really fun. And when done correctly, there's it's it's really great. And as a job, it's kind of perfect because oh, the, the schedule job. for an actor is amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also the the sort of um, the sort of old fashioned nature of rehearsing all week for the big show on Thursday yes. or Friday. Yeah. Like, oh my that's God, it's really the best. Fun. And there's yeah. that energy with it. And you do, you go back and you watch those Norman Lear kind of shows, the all in the yes. family, things like that. It's a play. It's a play every that's week right. that just gets beamed into people's homes. That's yeah. right. Um, and man, that needs to come back. It, it totally tricked me too into thinking that acting was easy. Uh, it, yeah. or the certain parts of acting were easy. Like I remember doing single camera for the first time, uh, like when I did an episode of The Practice, and being like, "I have to be there at five forty a.m. What are you talking about?" <laughs> like you know, I was used to like you just get your script, you barely have to memorize right. it because then you just show up at ten and you walk in and you all get to rehearse. And then, but no, right. like single camera or you know, it's the life of an actor is pretty rough. You have your trailer, yeah. you barely get to talk to people before you shoot, and That's it's like right. you know, it's a it's a very different animal and i remember you know hitting that wall in my 20s and being like do i even want to do this because right. you know i would just been completely convinced that multi-camera was acting and it's like no 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 it's a very specific form of acting that's yeah. you know rare yeah yeah it the definitely lifestyle. is it definitely is acting it, the the skill to it that i was never able to to sort of pinpoint for myself the skill of it that you guys were able to do at a really young age, which is even more impressive, is uh, having that 
intention and the the emotion and all of that in the kind of in the 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 multicams getting to inject all of that into that form is really hard well Uh, to cut yourself some slack you were only given three episodes uh, <laughs> we, we are we had, watching ourselves right. over the course of many episodes going still right. haven't found it still <laughs> haven't found it yet so right. yeah. yeah no it's we a very know. bizarre form yeah is it ever something that you'd want to come back and, and do again or is it like no i don't want i'm i'm done with that no i i i think it would be really fun i i, I was gonna say i rewatched uh the first three or four seasons of, of cheers no, um, so over good. the summer perfect show. Yeah. So good. It's it, it really is perfect. Cause I, I uh, read that Jim Burroughs biography, the autobiography yeah. they put out, which is really fun and went back and rewatched cheers and, and a bunch of friends as well. And it really is nothing better and more entertaining uh, as, as an audience member than watching those great, great shows and how mm-hmm. fun it looked uh, yeah. and cheers particularly. I mean, it's essentially one room yeah. and the amount, hundreds of stories going mm-hmm. in and out of there. It's just yeah. a play yeah. and yeah. so much fun. And the acting uh, Ted Danson, Shelley <sighs> Long on that, like I, as far as TV acting uh, goes or acting in general, it's, it really doesn't get better than that. Yeah. That's pretty close to the perfect television pilot yeah. for me. Oh, that's yeah, ever, ever been done before. 100%. And it has the best joke, in my opinion, in the history of sitcom. Which one? Which <laughs> is they're sitting there and the, the phone rings and coach picks it up and goes, Ernie, uh, 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 cheers. Hang on. Ernie Pantuso, that's you, coach, speaking. Yep. yep. Um, it's just, it's so fast yeah. and it's just him and it's perfect. And, right? and it's, it's, it's a perfect joke, but also it's the pilot. So they're trying to establish these characters in a hurry and they got that guy in one line. One yeah. line. You no know line. exactly who this sweet old guy is yes. for, you know, as long as he's uh, on the show. Yeah. It's also yeah. so difficult as we found to bring this back to Boy Meets World and you did this seamlessly as well. It's difficult to lose characters and then have to bring in new characters. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Cheers did as well. Shelley Long takes off. They bring in Kirstie yeah. Alley who just passed. Um, a, a coach passed away in real life. They bring in Woody. These yeah. are, these uh-huh. are people this is these are characters that shouldn't work you've you've got you've established right. a cast you've established a show you've established a rhythm you can't bring in you can't get rid of frank burns and bring in winchester and still have it work on mash that's, I mean, right. that's impossible right. we can't lose harley and right. bring in somebody named griff and it's still going to work and it's like right. wait it it works it if the acting is there and the writing is there then yeah. the audience will buy it because it works yeah. and that's why they easily that the reason that the initial actor did not work when they just tried to have a different harley is because harley was already established you can't just bring in someone else throw the leather jacket on him and go now you're that character (laughs) sure but Mm -hmm. they bring in griff and it's like we're gonna make him cool but an entirely different way a different kind of cool it's a different it's a confident cool it's uh i'm i'm you know it's the fonzie kind of cool instead of like the 50s kind of cool tough guy kind of cool right right Um, right right so i i also think it's interesting just going back to what you said of i wonder how it would have affected your performance knowing if you knew the story behind kind of danny (laughs) leaving yeah. And, and there was a backstory there and probably not knowing it made it easier to just come in oh, and yeah. I'm just going to do the character. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure if I knew uh, there was this kind of beloved guy that had had this rough sort of exit and everyone felt 
uneasy about it, it would have made it 10 times uh, harder. Yeah. Thankfully, um, you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ignorance Truly. is bliss. Totally. I do remember my first yeah. costume fitting. And again, it's like the first real costume fitting I'd had. I remember it was, I was standing there trying on outfits for Michael and like four other producers. And I kept coming in with different outfits and they just it was like a flash dance when she's doing her audition and all those people are with clipboards and i remember one person i don't remember her name i remember she looked at me and and just said i don't know it's sort of johnny depp four years ago i'm just thinking that was like such a showbiz thing to say like wow they really say stuff like that in show business this is so exciting oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh. So I you got your first Emmy nomination this year for your role as Mark on Severance. Amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. I mean, congratulations. And what what is doing Severance like? And is it better than kissing Yasmin Bleeth? <laughs> well, nothing is better than kissing Yasmin Bleeth. Um yeah, it's really it's 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 a it's a it's a great uh really fun show to put together, really challenging. We're in the middle of shooting right now. Um, and, uh, I just, I, I love it. I love, uh, the world, you know, something that's, that, that's really fun coming back to the show is in season one, it was all about sort of world building and, and finding the tone of, 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 of the, uh, Lumen and, and of everything we're doing and not knowing, uh, what it was going to look or feel like, right. um, and now, having set that tone and coming back to it, um, not having to worry about that part of it right. um, and just getting to dive right in is, is, is really fun. It's um, like you all have the same TV show in your head. As that's opposed right. To, that's right. right. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and the, the group of actors is, is unbelievable, obviously. Uh, and, and getting to see them every day and work with them. It's just so much fun. Is there one you prefer over the other? I mean, like, you know, doing a film, it's kind of you're with people for a finite amount of time and you get to do something great yeah. and walk away. But with television, you get to kind of build the camaraderie as a cast. You get to yeah. really grow as a character. Is there one that you prefer over the other? I really like uh, making TV shows. I mean, it, they're sort of one in the same now more and more. But yeah. the thing about making a TV show for me that I like growing up in the 80s and uh, being a 80s movie goer, that's kind of where I sort of learned and, and what I like. Uh, um, I loved sequels growing up in the 80s and like Temple of Doom is my favorite movie, right? <laughs> and I remember like <laughs> Police Academy 2 going to see it on my birthday with all my friends and stuff. So coming back for a, another season of a show to me just feels like we're making a sequel. <laughs> um and so there's like this really kind of fun, like getting every getting the band back together feeling. And I, I just love um, getting getting to see everybody again and catch up with each other's catching up with each other's lives and uh, and finding new angles on on the you know the story, the big story, and the the characters and everything. It's really really fun. That's cool. You know, with all the unpacking and everything we've talked about in the episode, the thing we're going to get the most emails about, Temple of Doom is his favorite yep. <laughs> right, movie. Right, oh, right, you know, right. well, here's the thing. So my son, whose name is Indy, yeah, uh, I know. I've Temple of Doom it. is his favorite. No it's way. So funny. Yeah, I'm like, and you know, and, and he's, it's the one he wants to watch. He wants to go back to it more than, well, and, and I'm like, this is the crazy it. one. But, but then I remembered as a kid, it was my favorite too. It's yeah. and when you watch it, you're like, there's like five movies before the movie even starts. It's 
like there's a musical number, there's a plane tr- flight, there's a rafting number. It's like, oh my god! And then you're like, there's like five five sequences before the story even starts. It's amazing. It's and but it's, it's tonally, it's just all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But as we an eleven year old, yes. oh my god, it's the best. It's the I was best. like, oh my god. <laughs> What, yeah. what is happening? They've made yeah. a movie specifically for me. Yeah. Exactly. And I just went back over and over and over yep. again. And the yep. other night we were at the Gotham Awards in New York. And I learned afterwards that uh, that Ki-Hu Kwan, who played Short Round, was sitting in the in the, oh. the table near us. And I, I didn't know I would have gone and said hello. Because he, you know, Short Round was everything to me yeah. um, as a kid. He's it's, really uh, nice. He's we did. He's at I've some heard. of the conventions we do, and he's a very sweet guy. He's oh, so good so cool. in everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Oh my like, God, it he's was, incredible. It's one of the most astounding performances. You're like, where this person should have been working every day for the last 30 years, and so he's good. so... Uh, you just can't take your eyes off him the entire movie. He's so good. Oh my Agreed. God. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 2023 marks the return of Party Down. So yeah. what can you reveal to fans for what they can expect from the gang? Yeah, it comes out uh, uh, somewhat soon. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's it was really fun because it was like 13 years later and we're all uh, together again. I mean, I think by now it's almost like a almost a cliche because uh, there's so many reboots and stuff, but <laughs> it really is strange getting everyone back together and it just kind of feeling the same uh which is it, it was just a blast and uh it, it uh, you know i think everyone will, will love it it's it's very much party down it's very much uh the same show which is what uh what we're hoping for and uh and it, it was uh it was a blast i hope we get to do more at some point awesome. well I have to ask you, would you like this to be the very last time you're asked about Boy Meets World? I feel like you've had such an illustrious career, and yet you're always the face of that clickbait article. You won't believe who guessed it on Boy Meets World. <laughs> Is that true? There's a clickbait oh, yeah. that uses oh, yeah. his picture? <laughs> oh, it's always him. You won't believe the stars that were on Boy Meets World, and it's Adam Scott's face. That's a lot funny. of people, was, did Carrie Russell do Boy oh, Meets World? Yeah. She was my Yasmin Bleeth, Adam. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, there were a lot of people, I think. Lots. Yeah. Linda yeah, Cardellini. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had a yeah. yeah. We had a great. Yeah. We had a, we had great guest casts. Which yeah. Awesome. No, I I I love being asked about. It. I I think it's a it's a great. I'm really proud to be on the show, and it it meant you know it was a huge. Obviously, I remember everything. It was a huge learning experience, and so so valuable. And uh, watching my daughter watch it when she was uh, a, a bit younger, was, I think it's a great show. I, I love being asked about it, and and uh, and I've loved listening to you guys uh, talk about it and re- remember it and kind of deal with being grownups looking back. It's been fascinating listening to you. Oh, thank you so much. And thank yeah. you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. I know, like you said, you were in the middle of filming Severance. And I, so I, the fact that you have made time for us means a great deal to us. And oh, we are of course. so appreciative of you being here. Um, I would just, I would just like to say, as you leave, do not hug writer. I was going to uh, say, I yeah. can't wait to give you a giant hug <laughs> next time I see you. Next time we see each other, yes, we'll do I'm that. I'm just going to say that. No, it's, yeah, it's been great talking to you. I, I'm, I, it sounds so ridiculous, but I'm so happy every time you pop on screen. I really am. Oh, thanks, man. It makes me so happy to see all your success and it just couldn't happen to a nicer person. It really couldn't. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Well, continued success with the podcast. I'll, I'll be listening. Thank you. All right. So good to see you, man. Nice to see you too. Take care. Bye. 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 
Hi, Chris. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. 
Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, Will. I have some unbelievable news. Oh, there's a Kim Possible, Ron Stoppable reunion in the works. Nope, nope, no, that would be great. But no, I have other big news. We just launched the super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor. That's right. We want to give an amateur voice actor an opportunity to win a one-year contract with my voiceover agency, CESD. They are amazing. I've been with them for over 20 years. And that's not all. A trip to L.A. to meet Will and myself and some amazing prizes as well. Yeah, so how do people enter the super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor, Christy? Send a two-minute or less video or audio file showcasing your best voices. Okay, Will, it's time. Do your announcer voice for the rest. Oh, yes. No purchase necessary. Submit your entry at IHearVoices at iHeartRadio.com between January 9th and February 9th. Entries will be judged. The contest is open to legal residents of the United States who are 18 and older. Official rules can be found by going to our Instagram page at Podcast for complete details. Listen to I Hear Voices on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Wow. What a dick. Right. God, that guy. No, I met you, Ryder. <laughs> yeah. Ryder. I can't believe that story. That's so bizarre. It's I, so not I have you. No, well, it's no it's so not me, but I, I have no idea. There must have I mean, either he's just, you know, he he was just in an insecure moment and like right. I gave him a look. I might have been joking, but that doesn't really sound like me. Like no. I don't know what happened. Like <laughs> you're a hugger. I, I mean you're a I know, hugger. That's a thing. I know as a hugger. Exactly. And I feel like in a situation like that, I would have just been running around hugging everybody because that's just what I did. Yeah. yeah. Um so he it must have been like a weird misinterpretation of something. Like maybe I heard something, maybe somebody called to me away and yeah. I like ran off and he just was like in this weird moment of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> oh man. That's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I had read that. I had read that article once that was like, somebody asked him about boy meets world and I was all excited to see what he had to say. And he was like, well, yeah, it was, I felt really uncomfortable there. I don't think anybody liked me. Oh, and they were like, why, why did you, why did you feel that way? And he was like, well, I read one on a message board that Danielle told somebody that that nobody liked him and I was like that's not true I like wanted to correct it so badly yeah. um, oh man this is the thing about actors right it's like this this incredible confidence right this ability mm-hmm. to be in your control of your body and your voice and to be able to present confidence and then just this crippling insecurity right it's like it's and you you always carry both with you because yeah. you know and I heard it explained once that it's because actors had to make a leap. At one point, they were watching a TV show or watching a movie or watching a play, and they looked at somebody up there and said, I could do that. And yeah. they had to make that leap, right? And that's a leap of faith. Like you don't, you don't actually know. Every a lot of people try that and they don't get jobs, or you know, they they want to be that person and they can't actually do yeah. it. Like you yeah. just can't act, or you can, you don't have the thing, whatever it is. And so all of us <laughs> have to have made that leap. Are constantly wondering, did. Is everybody fooling me, or is yeah. this? Am I actually good at this? Yeah. You well, never, and it's so amazing that that never so, goes away. It yeah, just no. never goes away because then it's the next role. Like even if you get super confident as you know one TV show or one job, the next one could just yeah. go away as just as easily. Well, it's because yeah. that's also the nature of our business. The nature of our business is, yeah. I mean, I you tell everybody that you don't understand what it's like to be on something like a Boy Meets World, like a show for seven years, where Thursday night you're awesome and you wake up Friday morning and it's done. Yep. And that's it. It's over. You're, it, hey, you, you know how you were so awesome yesterday? Well, you got to start again trying to find yep. the jobs and hitting the pavement and doing everything the whole way. But you're right. It is a leap of faith, much like the leap of faith that Indiana Jones has to take in clearly mm. the best of those films. Yes. The Last the Crusade. Best. 
the best. Um, yes. So, uh, yes, that, that's what we're going to be, be getting is the Temple of Dune. I'm glad he also remembered Yasmin Bleeth because I thought maybe it, all of us had some sort of collective Fever acid dream. trip. Some dream. And, you know, where she where it's like maybe she wasn't on the show. Was she in a bathing suit on our show? Like, no, was she, she was in a, a like a big sparkly sequin dress. She's supposed okay. to be his like ringside date. Oh, Griff, Griff's I thought she was like the ring date. girl or something. Like I no. thought, I, I, okay, interesting. And then and then Robert Goulet gets a. It's just the Robert most Goulet sings right bonkers cast. <laughs> That's going <laughs> to be an episode. We should probably dedicate two episodes of our pod to just that episode to because it is a that. bizarre one. We're Crazy. not we're not far away from it. We're going to get yeah. to it really soon. So okay, it, it is in second season. Really, we already did. yeah. Oh well, yeah. god, I just oh. remember watching it when we did the DVD commentary, and there's like an entire scene where I am clearly just not even aware that I'm on camera. I'm just <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> like zoning out watching the scene unfold in the ring and I remember looking at myself going I I am so out, I am just I am overwhelmed I am, I am not, not present, present. I am like sitting there going all. what is happening to oh, our TV man. show oh. you can see it on my face oh that's uh yeah oh and we'll get into the whole thing with Vader just what a man he was oh, uh, the best. Uh, oh, he was such a good guy anyway we'll get into all that what it what the with the success though I, I, I meant this when I said this. That could not have happened to a better person than no, Adam Scott. No, no, no. And he's earned everything he's gotten and has just been so magnanimous with everything he does. And it's just, it does. He makes me smile every time I see him in something. It yeah. makes me happy. And I'm just, I'm so happy for him. I really am. He's the greatest. Well, I'm really, I'm, I was so excited when he agreed to do the show and he's been listening. Isn't that cool? That's yeah, awesome. That's cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Well, anyway, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Tell us all about Temple of Doom. And as always, we have merch. merch. <laughs> Podmeetsworldshow.com. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, 
and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.